When it comes to the commercial restroom, sustainability can often be correlated with the same common terms, water conservation, green products, energy savings, and more. But there have been a number of newer phenomena entering our vocabulary over the past few years. ESG, transparency, and wealth to name a few that are shaping the sustainability landscape. Welcome to Sloan's Commercial Restroom Reflections Podcast, the show where we take a deep dive into the past, present, and future of restroom innovation. Recorded from Sloan Studios in our Franklin Park, Illinois headquarters, each episode will bring you engaging interviews from our team and other industry experts to keep you up to date on cutting-edge commercial restroom trends covering design, technology, sustainability, and much more. Let's get today's show started. Hello, I'm your host, Andy Warns. We're pleased that you could join us for today's episode of Commercial Restroom Reflections. On today's show, we'll be discussing the latest in sustainability when it comes to the commercial restroom. It's these factors that are transforming the way products are specified and, in turn, the impact those products have on both a building and its occupants. Joining us today are Dylan Beach, Sustainability Senior Manager for Gojo Industries, the makers of Purell, and Paul Sambanis, Sloan's new Vice President of Sustainability. Paul and Dylan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us, Andy. Thank you so much for the invitation. Delighted to be here. Paul, the first question goes to you. Environmental, Social, and Governance, or ESG, continues to be adopted across a number of organizations. Can you speak to the importance of ESG and how Sloan is working to adopt it? That's an excellent question, Andy, and thanks for the introduction and everything that you're doing. ESG is all-encompassing, and as we know, organizations are trying to adopt practices and policies that are beneficial for the environment, social responsibility, and overall governance. And when we mean by ESG is that environmental, we're talking about things that you've already heard in the news, like, for example, climate issues. Um, carbon emissions and energy conservation. And then when it comes to social aspects of it, we're talking about forced labor, human rights, diversity, equity, inclusion. And there's a whole lot of topics that fall under that social category. And then lastly, when it comes to governance, it's about how businesses are administered and how they comply with all the regulations in which they operate. So many corporations are now adopting ESG, and it's even starting to become pushed as a requirement going forward. I've only been slow in a few months, and I'm really excited to see what, what we're working on, especially with our first ESG report. We're really developing a baseline to understand where we are and really to highlight all the great sustainability initiatives that Sloan has been doing over the 100-plus years that we've been in operations. Our DEI team is doing a great job, and they've been established a long time ago, and they're constantly developing measures for continuous improvement that I'm really excited to discuss and highlight as part of our report. Lastly, I'm also proud of all of our charitable work that we're doing with the Chicago Cubs, with the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundations, and the Huntington Disease. But there's a, the list goes on and on. And the last thing I wanted to highlight when it comes to governance is that we have so many metals and other associated material that compose our products so a good example of a governance, because it is a complicated topic for people to understand, is an example is conflict minerals. Conflict mineral disclosure is a requirement by the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, also known as the SEC. 
and they're signaling that they're revising its disclosure so that many companies are beginning to strengthen conflict mineral functions in anticipation of this SEC ruling. So we're getting asked constantly about what, if any, do we have a conflict minerals in our product, which we don't. So we want to establish a holistic approach on developing this first report that really focuses on all these elements and sets the baseline of where we stand as a company. Dylan, is there anything you'd like to add here? Yeah, thanks, Andy. Uh, to me, ESG is really about the identification, management, and progress reporting against material topics. While this framework and approach has existed since the Global Reporting Initiative, or GRI, was founded in 1997, it has become a hot topic now because investors see their opportunity to impact the space by using ESG as an investing lens. Expectations of private companies like Gojo and Sloan are, are a bit different from, from public companies. As a purpose-driven family enterprise, Gojo believes that becoming a more sustainable company is, is just the right thing to do. It's aligned to our company values, and what's, what's more is sound management of ESG issues is just good business today. And increasingly, it's important to our customers. We've had public-facing sustainability goals since 2010, uh, and we've done GRI reporting, reported against the GRI framework, on and off since 2014. A couple highlights I'd relate of our sustainability progress are between 2010 and 2015, we reduced water consumption by 51%, operational waste by 47%, and greenhouse gas emissions by 46% on a per-product use basis. In 2020, we became a certified women's business enterprise and are considered a diverse supplier for companies who track diverse supplier spend. In 2021, about 90% of our hand sanitizer sales were cradle-to-cradle certified gold. Our next sustainable value strategy, which we are launching right now externally, will be our most ambitious yet, including expanding our industry leadership in clean chemistry, working to set a science-based carbon reduction target, working to reduce virgin plastics in our packaging portfolio, and advancing DEI initiatives, among lots of other topics. The last thought I'd, I'd leave is that we really see sustainability as a driver of innovation. ESG issues, to me, represent really exciting innovation problems and can result in new products that deliver new value to our customers. Dylan, product design plays such a huge role in sustainability. How are elements like cradle to cradle helping to guide this discussion? Yeah, thanks for mentioning cradle to cradle. You may have heard of cradle to grave, and we're talking now about cradle to cradle. But I'd, I'd like to start by discussing linear versus circular. And so you know, a linear product is one that is designed to have materials taken from the environment made into something, and then wasted at the end of its life, usually in a landfill. That's a take, make, and waste. That's the linear model. In contrast, a circular product takes materials, makes them into something which can then be reused, repaired, repurposed, or recycled at the end of its use. So a perfectly circular product will cycle materials from nature or from a prior product, and it can be cycled again after its use. So many of our current product designs and the underlying business models don't support a circular economy. So there's a lot of work to do to shift how we operate. And you know, we acknowledge that we're not quite there yet with a lot of our packaging. And that's why we have a lot of focus in one of the pillars of our new strategy on shifting our packaging to, a, to work better in a circular economy. The Cradle to Cradle Products Innovation Institute 
is a leading organization powering the shift to a circular economy by setting the global standard for materials, products, and systems that positively impact people and the environment. So the the Cradle to Cradle Certified Product Standard assesses products across five categories of sustainability performance. That includes material health, product circularity, clean air and climate protection, water and soil stewardship, and social fairness. And and Gojo is is proud to have had hand soap and hand sanitizer products certified to the Cradle to Cradle Certified Product Standard, all of which have been certified at the gold level to date. And at a tactical level, Inside Gojo, we use the standard as guiding principles that our chemists and packaging engineers use to inform their design decisions. And over time, this this results in continuous improvement towards more sustainable products. When we design and manufacture commercial products to work in a circular economy, we, we ultimately will maximize the health and well-being of the planet and its people. Those are some really great insights, Dylan. Paul, do you have anything to add? Thanks, Andy. And yeah, absolutely, Dylan. That's an amazing feat by by Gojo. And Sloan takes this principle very seriously. And we've received our Cradle to Cradle design certification for its products dating all the way back to 2008. And Sloan's committing to emission reductions of our scope one and two emissions by 2030, which is going to be aligned with science-based targets to meet the short term. And as a reminder for those who are unaware, Scope 1 are direct emissions within our operational control of an organization. Scope 2 emission, indirect emissions generated from purchase electricity, heat, steam, or cooling. So many companies are now beginning to focus on their long-term targets, which include like net zero of their Scope 3 emissions. And Scope 3 emissions are all their emissions upstream and downstream through the value chain of their emissions. And this is why we've developed transparency reports to understand our Scope 3 impacts so we can offer carbon offsets which are available on select slow and high efficiency products. And this helps our customers as they develop their net zero projects going forward. This embodied carbon in Sloan products is offset utilizing the Arbor Day reforestation credits. And these credits help plant trees in the Mississippi River forestry project. We're beginning to explore other different ways to offset that carbon as well. So we agree with Gojo and their stance and really making it more of a holistic approach when we're exploring our options with our products. Paul, starting the last question with you, how important has product transparency become in regards to the specification process? Andy, that's a great question. And I think it's absolutely more important than ever. We get a lot of reports we've developed at Sloan are helping our end users to understand the global warming potential of our products using these transparency reports. And this has been backed by a recent study by Ernst & Young that showed 80% of our global consumers believe brands must be transparent about their environmental impacts in their production of their goods and services. So just like a nutrition label on food, people want to know what's behind the products that make up their buildings. So whether it's through our environmental product declarations, health product declarations, and material transparency is a key factor that helps us understand the life cycle of our products and help our customers achieve lead and well-building certifications and beyond. So now we focused heavily on environmental impacts, but now let's discuss the impacts to human health. Well certification supports the health and well-being of people and your organization. And this becomes increasingly important, especially after COVID, as we've seen the rise in demand for well, which now impacts over 17.3 million people in over 37,000 locations. And I want to give a quick reference to our past well podcast and encourage those people listening today to listen to it if they want to learn more about the well certification. But we're developing a new program. It's called Works With Well Initiative regarding how particular products can be used in alignment with well. 
And using these transparency reports, product specifications, and other publicly available information, we are now having the IWBI, the organization which has, well, validate our claims of the amounts of points you can achieve using our products. And this allows our customers to feel confident and understand how we can help with their well project needs. It can allow us to place Works With Well logos on our products sheets and advertise on the IWBI website. So Dylan, as a fellow Ohio native, I'd like to give you the opportunity to provide the last word for this podcast. Please begin. Thanks, Andy. And I'd like to take a minute just to talk about collaboration. It's hard to make progress on complex sustainability issues without rich partnerships and collaboration. And so Gojo has has a long, rich history of collaboration, and we set to work with companies who share our values and look to bring innovative industry-leading solutions to the market. Sloan's commitment to sustainability is is a major reason for our partnership with them. I'm going to mention a product that we kind of jointly developed in a minute. But specifically in the commercial restroom, an important aspect of innovation and economic and social sustainability is making it easier and safer for facility managers to do their jobs effectively. So a, a consistent challenge that we're hearing from every facility manager right now is around labor shortages. We'll talk briefly about this one product that can improve restroom workflow efficiency, giving facility staff more time for other tasks. But it also reduces safety issues from servicing the dispenser. The product I'm talking about is Sloan's new ESD 360 top fill soap dispenser. Uh, and that's equipped with Purell brand ready foam soap refills. If you've ever been in a public restroom, which I hope everyone has, you've probably gotten soap from a dispenser that is mounted to the counter right next to the faucet. Normally, these counter-mounted dispensers are refilled from under the counter and often from behind panels that prevent patrons from seeing the plumbing. And to get under the counter, sometimes facility staff need to remove heavy panels, which can break, causing damage, which is costly to the facility, And they can even hurt staff members. So next, the staff member needs to bend over, get down on their knees, or crawl under the counter, depending on the placement of the dispenser under under the counter. And either way, it's time-consuming, it can be dirty, and it can create unsafe working conditions. The ESD360 topful dispenser can be filled from the top, avoiding all those issues. And so a staff member just connects the refill bottle to the medical-grade connections, and it refills an internal reservoir. It's a closed system which avoids contamination issues that are often seen in bulk soap systems. And all of the ready foam soap refills are cradle-to-cradle certified gold and meet the lead in well green cleaning credits. So we, we can't say enough about the connection and partnership with Sloan and how kind of we brought this dispenser to the restroom together. We really love the connection to social sustainability and how it provides a safe and cleaner work experience. Sustainability continues to evolve, and the commercial restroom is at the forefront for much of that innovation. Thank you once again to Dylan Beach and Paul Sambanis for joining us today, as well as to you, the audience, for listening in. Until next time, I'm Andy Warns. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Commercial Restroom Reflections podcast. Sloan is the total solution for commercial restroom specification and has been in operation since 1906. After ushering in the modern plumbing era with a royal flushometer, Sloan has grown to manufacture an entire integrated lineup of water-efficient products throughout the restroom, from flushometers and faucets to sink systems, soap dispensers, urinals, and much more, all while delivering cohesive design. 
If you like our show and you want to learn more, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And visit our website at Sloan.com to catch up on our latest innovations in product performance, sustainability, and design. Thanks for listening.